This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Have the voices in your head ever told you you're not good enough, that you need to try harder, or that everything's fine when it's not? If this sounds familiar, keep listening to find out more about Jem Fadling's new book, Hold That Thought, and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Isaiah, chapter 41 through chapter 42. Chapter 41, The Lord Challenges the Nations. Listen to me in silence, you coastlands. Let the nations find renewed strength. Let them approach and then speak. Let us come together for debate. Who stirs up this one from the east? Who officially commissions him for service? He hands nations over to him and enables him to subdue kings. He makes them like dust with his sword, like wind-blown straw with his bow. He pursues them and passes by unharmed. He advances with great speed. Who acts and carries out decrees? Who summons the successive generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, am present at the very beginning, and at the very end, I am the one. The coastlands see and are afraid. The whole earth trembles. They approach and come. They help one another. One says to the other, Be strong. The craftsman encourages the metalsmith. The one who wields the hammer encourages the one who pounds on the anvil. He approves the quality of the welding and nails it down so it won't fall over. The Lord encourages his people. You, my servant Israel, Jacob, whom I have chosen, offspring of Abraham, my friend, you whom I am bringing back from the earth's extremities and have summoned from the remote regions, I told you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and not rejected you. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be frightened, for I am your God. I strengthen you. Yes, I help you. Yes, I uphold you with my victorious right hand. Look, all who were angry at you will be ashamed and humiliated. Your adversaries will be reduced to nothing and perish. When you will look for your opponents, you will not find them. Your enemies will be reduced to absolutely nothing. For I am the Lord your God, the one who takes hold of your right hand, 
who says to you, don't be afraid. I am helping you. Don't be afraid, despise insignificant Jacob, men of Israel. I am helping you, says the Lord, your protector, the Holy One of Israel. Look, I am making you like a sharp threshing sledge, new and double-edged. You will thresh the mountains and crush them. You will make the hills like straw. You will winnow them, and the wind will blow them away. The wind will scatter them. You will rejoice in the Lord. You will boast in the Holy One of Israel. The oppressed and the poor look for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched from thirst. I, the Lord, will respond to their prayers. I, the God of Israel, will not abandon them. I will make streams flow down the slopes and produce springs in the middle of the valleys. I will turn the wilderness into a pool of water and the arid land into springs. I will make cedars, acacia, myrtles, and olive trees grow in the wilderness. I will make evergreens, firs, and cypresses grow together in the arid rift valley. I will do this so people will observe and recognize, so they will pay attention and understand that the Lord's power has accomplished this and that the Holy One of Israel has brought it into being. The Lord challenges the pagan gods. Present your argument, says the Lord. Produce your evidence, says Jacob's king. Let them produce evidence. Let them tell us what will happen. Tell us about your earlier predictive oracles, so we may examine them and see how they were fulfilled. Or decree for us some future events. Predict how future events will turn out, so we might know you are gods. Yes, do something good or something bad, so we might be frightened and in awe. Look, you are nothing, and your accomplishments are non-existent. The one who chooses to worship you is disgusting. I have stirred up one out of the north, and he advances. One from the eastern horizon who prays in my name. He steps on rulers as if they were clay, like a potter treading the clay. Who decreed this from the beginning so we could know? Who announced it ahead of time so we could say, he's correct? Indeed, none of them decreed it. Indeed, none of them announced it. Indeed, no one heard you say anything. I first decreed to Zion, look, here's what will happen. I sent a herald to Jerusalem. I look, but there is no one. Among them there is no one who serves as an advisor, that I might ask questions and receive answers. Look, all of them are nothing. Their accomplishments are non-existent. Their metal images lack any real substance. Chapter 42 The Lord Commissions His Special Servant Here is my servant whom I support, my chosen one in whom I take pleasure. I have placed my spirit on him. He will make just decrees for the nations. He will not cry out or shout. He will not publicize himself in the streets. A crushed reed he will not break, a dim wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully make just decrees. He will not grow dim or be crushed before establishing justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait in anticipation for his decrees. This is what the true God, the Lord, says. The one who created the sky and stretched it out. The one who fashioned the earth and everything that lives on it the one who gives breath to the people on it and life to those who live in it. I, the Lord, officially commission you. I take hold of your hand. I protect you and make you a covenant mediator for people and a light to the nations, to open blind eyes, to release prisoners from dungeons, those who live in darkness from prisons. The Lord intervenes. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not share my glory with anyone else or the praise due me with idols. Look, my earlier 
predictive oracles have come to pass. Now I announce new events. Before they begin to occur, I reveal them to you. Sing to the Lord a brand new song. Praise him from the horizon of the earth. You who go down to the sea and everything that lives in it, you coastlands and those who live there, let the wilderness and its cities shout out, the towns where the nomads of Kadar live. Let the residents of Selah shout joyfully. Let them shout loudly from the mountaintops. Let them give the Lord the honor he deserves. Let them praise his deeds in the coastlands. The Lord emerges like a hero. Like a warrior, he inspires himself for battle. He shouts, yes, he yells. He shows his enemies his power. I have been inactive for a long time. I kept quiet and held back. Like a woman in labor, I groan, I pant and gasp. I will make the trees on the mountains and hills wither up. I will dry up all their vegetation. I will turn streams into islands and dry up pools of water. I will lead the blind along an unfamiliar way. I will guide them down paths they have never traveled. I will turn the darkness in front of them into light and level out the rough ground. This is what I will do for them. I will not abandon them. Those who trust in idols will turn back and be utterly humiliated. Those who say to metal images, you are our gods. The Lord reasons with his people. Listen, you deaf ones. Take notice, you blind ones. My servant is truly blind. My messenger is truly deaf. The covenant partner, the servant of the Lord, is truly blind. You see many things, but don't comprehend. Their ears are open, but do not hear. The Lord wanted to exhibit his justice by magnifying his law and displaying it. But these people are looted and plundered. All of them are trapped in pits and held captive in prisons. They were carried away as loot with no one to rescue them. They were carried away as plunder and no one says, bring them back. Who will listen attentively in the future? Who handed Jacob over to the robber? Who handed Israel over to the looters? Was it not the Lord against whom we sinned? They refused to follow his commands. They disobeyed his law. So he poured out his fierce anger on them, along with the devastation of war. Its flames encircled them, but they did not realize it. It burned against them, but they did not take it to heart. New Testament reading, Matthew chapter 28, verses 11 through 15. The guards report. While they were going, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests everything that had happened. After they had assembled with the elders and formed a plan, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, telling them, You are to say, His disciples came at night and stole his body while we were asleep. If this matter is heard before the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story is told among the Jews to this day. Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 4. Chapter 16, The Resurrection. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought aromatic spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, at sunrise, they went to the tomb. They had been asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled back. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 3. 
Chapter 24 The Resurrection Now on the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women went to the tomb, taking the aromatic spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. John chapter 20 verses 11 through 13 But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. As she wept, she bent down and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus' body had been lying, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Mary replied, They have taken my Lord away, and I do not know where they have put him. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous God, we are grateful today. We are grateful that the promised one, that the Messiah, that Emmanuel, God with us, that the Lord Jesus has indeed come. And you, Jesus, lived a life that we could not live, that you took upon yourself the full weight and consequences of sin and shame. And God, we are so grateful today for the resurrection. The resurrection reminds us that all that Jesus did on our behalf has indeed satisfied the debt that was due. So we live now as people who are forgiven, who are whole, who, are, who have gone from enemies of God to the children of God, co-heirs with our Lord Jesus Christ. It is beyond amazing grace. It is beyond rational understanding. It is indeed otherworldly. It is beautiful. And we are grateful for this. We thank you for this type of love that is beyond our imagination and certainly beyond anything that we deserve or could work up or muster up in our own strength. We thank you that our Savior lives. Our Savior came and walked this earth. Our Savior died and laid it all down for us. That a people, not just individuals, but that a people would become the children of God. And our Savior lives now, reigning, reigning in love and compassion and justice and mercy, even right now, interceding for the church and upholding all of the cosmos. How great is our God. You indeed, O Lord, are worthy, worthy to be praised. We thank you, O Lord Jesus, that you deal with us with such great love and compassion, with such kindness and mercy and humility. You are mighty and high and grand and glorious, and yet you condescend to your people a crushed reed you will not break, a dimly lit wick you will not blow out, You understand our weaknesses, our infirmities, our temptations, our burdens, and our traumas. For you are the God who, in your divine love and wisdom, took on humanity to really know what it means and feels like to be one of us. This love is beyond our comprehension. It is one thing for people to have sympathy. It's another thing to have an empathy for someone else, deep empathy. And you are the God who can actually empathize with us, fully God and fully human. We thank you, O Lord, that you got up, that the stone was rolled away and 
And we may find ourselves sometimes, O Lord, forgetting this truth, even if it's right before our eyes. We might see a miracle in front of us and not even recognize it, O Lord. We, like the Mary at the tomb, who before her, there are two angels, and yet she is so overwhelmed with grief that she does not even recognize that the miracle has already happened. And so we pray today, O God, that you would grant us the spiritual eyes to see, the spiritual ears to hear, the miracles that are already taking place in front of us right now. Christ has indeed risen. Salvation has come. Life eternal has broken into now. The miracle is indeed before us. And would you allow us to see it and live in light of that, to live like people who are witnessing the miracle of salvation before our eyes, who are witnessing the miracle of your love and your strength and your kindness and your justice, living forevermore. We thank you, O God, for this reality. We pray that we might see it and know it and that we would weep no more. For Christ has risen and we one day will rise in Christ. It is in your name that we pray and give thanks for the miracle of the resurrection. We believe it to be true. For that miracle power will one day raise us up and all those who we love who are in you, O God. Thank you for this reality, this reality that reshapes the realities before our eyes right now. Thank you that you are our God. And thank you that you have proven your love beyond any doubt. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. Competing voices in our heads often push us to act in ways that are both unhelpful and unsustainable. How do we quiet these narratives? More importantly, amid the chatter, how do we hear the voice of God? Jem Fadling helps us identify these competing voices and shows us how they hinder our personal transformation in her new book, Hold That Thought. Drawing on years of spiritual direction, she shares her wisdom of how we make sense of inner voices and settle down enough to find our true voice. When we find it, we can let go of the striving and people-pleasing and rest in the presence of God. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code, T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.